Welcome back to Music Raygun. I'm Paul Champanelli. I am Kirk Pinchon. Oh, Kirk, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, Paul. Thank you for asking. You are doing uh, well, I'm assuming. I'm doing as well as I ever am. There you uh, go. Which is like uh, 80. I'm keeping it 80. <laughs> Paul Champanelli, keeping it 80. Keeping it 80. I'm a real B minus. <laughs> hey, man, that's graduating. Yeah. I'm, that's, so, that's, I'm so mediocre, even my blood type is B minus. <laughs> Mine is B positive. I don't, that's very, that's very on brand. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> we just summed up the show. Yeah. Uh, I'm so excited for today's top five topic. Man, I can't wait to get into this one. Oh, yeah. This was a good This will be fun. Uh, yeah. But before we do that, let's, let's do what needs to be done, which is don't at me. Okay, Don't At Me is the part of the show when Kirk and I each say a hot take or an unpopular opinion about something in music, but we don't care about anyone else's opinion, so please do not at us. Please do not. Would you like to kick things off this time? I'll kick it off. Okay. Um, here's mine. Kick a little something. The Who's Eminence Front is a great song, but growing up, I thought it was called Living in a Truck. And that's a way better title. Don't at me. <laughs> oh, that's a hot take in a couple ways. Yes. A, because you think Eminence Front is great. Is it uh, not considered great? It's good. It's good. Okay. In their canon, do people go, oh, Eminence Front and uh, my generation. Same. <laughs> yeah, sure. No, but I like that in your mind. The Who song that has like an alternate title that you know it better as isn't Baba O'Reilly, aka oh, yeah. Teenage Wasteland. It's Eminence Front, aka Eminence Front. Living in a Truck. Living in a Truck. <laughs> Living in a Truck. It's a put off. It's a put off. Because what's Eminence Front mean? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's not a bad song, but I'm, you know. Keith died. They should have just called it a day, and it's they've just been dragging that carcass around for decades. <laughs> oh, that's right. He because that was like 1980. He already died, so it's oh, another yeah. just he died rando in drummer, either 76 or 78. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I think that song groups, but living in a truck makes way more sense too. So yeah, it also doesn't sound like the Who, you know, because it's all synthy and. Oh, yeah, maybe that's why I like it. Save it for the solo album, Pete, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, that could have been like a, a <laughs> right Pete Townsend song. Yeah, like with Let My Love Open the Door. Oh, like love this. that song, too. That's a good one. I like that song. Yeah, enjoy. All right, here's mine. Here's my Don't At Me. <clears throat> she drives me crazy, drives me crazy, but good thing is a good thing. Don't at me about <laughs> fine young cannibals. <laughs> <laughs> oh that was witty and it loved it i didn't just say that for the wordplay it's it's my honest opinion i do not like the bigger hit i much prefer good thing i hmm Whew. that's a good question i don't know no. i like them both equally i don't hate you guys me crazy i love it it's uh it's no, I'm not the man I used to be, which is their deep cut third song from that <laughs> album that has P. Diddy in the video dancing before he was P. Diddy. Really? Uh, That's <clears> cool. Yeah. 
before Sean he was he was yeah he was a you know he was a dancer before he started as a music uh, yeah. even as an A and R guy and he's in the Find Your Cannibals, <laughs> Find Your Cannibals video. I'll have to yeah. look for that. It's weird. You're yeah. just like, oh my god, he's a baby. But she um, she drives me crazy. It's just like dated to me, and it's sort of like. Like it seems like a song that like NXS said no to or something. Ooh, that's a hot take. <laughs> and good thing is like a great sort of Motowny throwback. It's got yeah. some great harmonies and hand claps in it. It's uh, that's true. It's, I just love that song. So, and obviously, I was inspired by our last episode when you you informed me that Fine Young Cannibals was a spinoff of uh, the English Beat, which I never yes. knew was. Taken aback to learn. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. good, good. I I need a second because you saying that it's a a song that NXS said no to for some reason really hurt me. I, I don't know why. I'm just you, like, hey, Paul. For some reason, what? For some reason, that statement hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know why, but part of me is like, Paul, he's up. Come on, dude. What do you mean? Yeah, I mean, it's I don't know. It's just, it was a hot take. That was just off the cuff. It doesn't sound like an NXS song. It's just sort of around the same time period. I could I could see it though. I yeah, could I see it. Um, but I'm glad you brought in hot take. a hot take inside of a hot take. That's it's a real right. of hot takes. Yeah. <laughs> you inceptioned <laughs> the hot take. Fine young cannibals hot take Matryoshka. <laughs> Love it. Which was almost the name of this podcast. <laughs> when we were bandying about. When we were like, That's should right. we call it All Night Long Box or Fine Young Cannibals Hot Takes with Trisha? <laughs> yeah, real close. Yep. Real close. All right, let's get down to the meat, the podcast yeah. meat. Let's do this. Get into yeah. the good stuff. This is We're going to do Top Fives, which is the segment we do. This is what we This is the show now that yep. we're in the never-ending pandemic. Um, and we do, instead of our normal format, Kirk and I choose a topic for a list. And then we each separately choose our top five songs for yes. that topic. And this time you came up with a great topic, which is the our top five songs for the years we were born. Yes. Very exciting. Yeah. So for you, born, what year is that? I was born 1970. Yes. And I was born in 1982. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, I thought it was 86. Okay. That's good to know. 1982. Um, <laughs> I can't lie. I've said it before. I can't go back. <laughs> That's right. It's on air. Me too. Yeah. I was born in 1970. Looking for mine. And the reason I, one of the reasons why I thought of this, because it was one of those, it was for my number one. My number one, I'll explain is the reason why we're doing, I brought this up with you. But going through like Billboard in 1970 really was like, holy shit, I'm old. Because there were people <laughs> in there. Like some people, you're like, okay, like there was a bunch of Creedence. Mm. And I'm like, that makes sense. That makes sense. But Elvis was still on the charts in 1970. And I was like, what? And the Beatles were still on the charts. Yeah, Let It Be came out in 1970. And I was like, God, that really hurt. I was like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I didn't know that. And to me, they're stuck in like, you know, the 50s and 60s. So it didn't hit me that they were around when I was born. I was like, whoa, that is sobering. Yeah, I didn't have the same experience at all. First of all, the idea that I would go to the Billboard charts for this. (laughs) 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 When like 1982 is one of the greatest years for music, but none of it was on the charts. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. But 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 this was for me by far the most difficult top fives we've done so far, just because just picking five was so impossible for me. I had so many different songs on my list at different times in different orders. So for me, this one's a little fudged because really this is just going to be like five of my favorite songs from 1982. Okay. It would be different depending on what day you ask me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. This mostly is accurate, meaning uh, I, I flip-flop between a couple of – between two of them, between yeah. three and two. I can't even decide. But there were some – there was a lot of stuff that I was like, oh, I'm not picking that because it's obvious Mm-hmm. Or I'm not picking that because that sucks. I have a couple of honorable mentions. We can get our honorable mentions out of the way at the top. Ooh, I, go I, for I it. don't. I don't worry that there's going to be any overlap between <laughs> no. us in this episode, <laughs> right? I don't. Um, it, uh, I don't have any honorable mentions. So go ahead if you want. Honorable mentions is maybe the wrong term because honorable mention to me means at the science fair you weren't good enough for one of the real ribbons. You like, you know what I mean? There's. There are the real ribbons, and then honorable mention is like, you tried. You you didn't just do like a volcano or the planets with the styrofoam things. Yeah. You know, you actually did a thing. It sucked. But, but like, you tried. Here's an honorable I mean, mention. What? I'd say that that's pretty accurate because if they were going to be in the top five, they would have been in the top five. There's no, a reason why you didn't keep them out. Really? Right, but it, it but yes, because like one of my one of my honorable mentions, I'll say it first, like probably should have been been my number one, mm-hmm. which is uh, "Pay to Come" by Bad Brains. Oh, okay. And I'm, I know and I'm not doing it because I just talked about it in a top fives like two yeah. episodes ago. Yeah, but honestly, it's probably one of my top ten f- songs of all time. It should yeah. probably be at number one for this list, but I just talked about it, so I don't need to. So it's not on the list. That was a good call. And then the other one is, uh, oh, it came so close to being on the list. It's uh, Suburban Home by The Descendants, which oh, probably belongs on there. But to me, that one's that one's like too obvious. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not a huge Descendants fan. And it's it's the song that like real Descendants fans would be like, oh, you're such a poser for naming that Descendants song. Because that's like the big sort of popular okay. one. You know what I mean? I don't know who The Descendants are. Oh, they were they're a punk band, legendary. Okay. Pop punk no. Godfathers. Yeah. Oh, huh. Okay. Yeah. So right, but to 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 a guy like you, you don't even know who they are. No. To to a descendants fan, for me to say like, oh, I like Suburban Home, they'd be like, Oh, you fucking loser. It's like bringing <laughs> up the misfits and saying, like, Oh, I like Last Caress. It's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're just uh, Mr. Obvious. You fake. You fake fan. Yeah. 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 My so, only um Honorable mention, which I just like, ah, I can't put on there. It's too obvious, was uh, in 1970, Stevie Wonder's Signed, Sealed, and Delivered. Oh, okay, yeah. Which sure. is a great song. Still yeah. not one of my favorite Stevie Wonders because I like the 70, late 70s more. Yeah. But I was like, I, I'm, I'm not going to put that on. That would have been an honorable mention. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, um, do you want to go first or second? I'll go first because my number five is going to make you laugh. <laughs> okay. My my number five from 1970 might be the most 1970 song of my list because 
All the others kind of are a little bit time, are mostly timeless, but this you're just like, oh boy. And it is Make It With You by Bread. <laughs> bread. Bread. Now, bread, for those who don't know, that I mean, they're like the softest of soft rock. Yeah. I mean, they they're make, like, you know. Wonder Bread soft. Uh, yeah. They're like, they make America look hardcore. <laughs> they're way song and the two songs that I know of them one is terrible which is called If um, you would know it it's way I mean it's so baby shit soft it's unbelievable <laughs> and, and Make yeah. It With You in comparison is kind of groovy like it swings a little bit um, the guitar is kind of jaunty and uh I actually like it. I didn't put it on as a bit. I genuinely like it. Make it with you. If I would hear it, it's one of those things where if you're up late at night and you're scrolling through TV and they're like sounds of the 70, get eight CDs for <laughs> yeah, 20 yeah. installments. Bread would be on there. Yeah. And I, I'm waiting gold. for the little clip. Yes. I'm waiting for the little clip of bread to play. And I'm like, Oh yeah, bread, make it with you. Good song. Good song. <laughs> bread. I feel like yes. I think maybe you've brought up bread before. I don't know if it was that song. I'm, I've not brought. I've made it brought up in passing, but not as a a song or a video that we that we've done. Even the band's name is so 1970 to me. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like it's all, it's you know, such a it's it's like a lazy choice. Like, what do you want to call this band? I don't know. What are some things that just looking around the room? <laughs> uh, and then someone laid eyes on a loaf of bread. How about bread? Yeah. <laughs> That sounds great. Bread. That, great. That sounds great. And then someone said, hey, you know, cool people call money bread. And no, I don't care. Yeah. It's fine. That's good, too. It's a double meaning. Great. They couldn't Let's have record. even just been called themselves the bread. That would have been cool. The bread. The, the bread would have been way cool. Yeah. yeah. I agree on that. A missed opportunity for bread. Should have been the bread. Uh, okay. My number five song from 1982 from their EP Stink is Fuck School by The Replacements. Oh my god, The Replacements were in 82? The re- Yeah, dude, when they were still like oh. when they were just straight up punk early on. When they were oh, thought- teenage punk rock. Do you recall I mean, you were just born, basically, but maybe you know from history when because they went on Saturday Night Live and kind of shat all over it. Yeah, we we watched that clip. We covered it. Yeah, that was, was in eighty six or eighty seven. Yeah. Oh, and they were still like young dudes then. Oh my. god. Yeah, I mean, in nineteen eighty two, Tommy Stinson, the bass player, was I think sixteen. Wow. So, yeah. So they were pretty. Um, and fuck school is exactly what it sounds like. It's really it's it's less than a minute and a half long. It's really fast punk, and it's about how school sucks and fuck school. <laughs> fuck school. Wait. There are barely even lyrics to it. There, <laughs> it's just fuck school, fuck school, fuck my school, over and over again. <laughs> and he goes like, "Teacher, ah, fuck school, fuck school." <laughs> it's 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 great. It's great. Did you say it was a minute and a half long? It's less than a minute and a half. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, it's about the same length as uh, Pay to Come by Bad Brains. <laughs> wow, that is a short 
fast punk song. Yeah, that, and that's, I mean, the trajectory of the Matt's career is they started off like just straight ahead punk and then over yeah. time got poppier and poppier and poppier until they just became like Paul Westerberg's solo career, which is great. Just, mm-hmm. you know, guitar pop, but it's not punk. They just, you know, they had one of the hardest uh, transitions I don't mean hardest, like most difficult. I mean one of the most, uh, one of the w- most 180 degree turns from punk to like guitar pop. And, so when, and, and excellent the whole way. Excellent the whole way. Okay. I was just about to ask. So, because yeah. the thing that I know most is the Paul West, uh, Westber- Westberg? Paul West- West- Westerberg. Right? Paul Westerberg, Westerberg is the song, yeah. the Paul, the song from Singles that was like a big hit for him. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's how I know. And I'm like, oh, that's a good song because it's a, like you said, it's a, it's a, it's a pop rock song, and I like that song. All right, Kirk, give us your number four song from 1970, please. My number four is a bit of an outlier. It might surprise you. Um, when I was going through Billboard and I saw it, I was like, holy shit, that's 1970. That's awesome. Yeah, it's. All Right Now by Free. Yeah, sure. A great song. Yeah, I do like that song quite a bit. It's really good. And (laughs) in my head, it was, I thought, because I'd heard it as a kid, I thought it was from like the mid to late 70s, and I was hearing it late. So that song has been around forever. Yeah, yeah. And fun fact, in like, oh boy, I think maybe like 85, Rod Stewart did a cover of it and it sucked. Yeah. And I was, I was like, this isn't free Rod. Don't, don't, don't smirk free. <laughs> Rod Stewart was like, ah, that's a good song, but freeze versions is too rough around the edges. We got to soften it up. <laughs> yeah. Let's, yeah. let's smooth it out a little bit. Shockingly for me, didn't like that version, but the free version is great. Like yeah. it's, it's got that great guitar uh, sound it's got a little bit of like a bass break in the middle. Yeah, it's it's a cool song. It's a it's a classic rock radio classic. That's a great song. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pull those good. Yeah, I never really got sick of that song. Yeah. No, never gotten sick of it. And yeah. when I hear it, I'm happy. And I was I was uh, pleasantly surprised to know that that was 1970. So that's that's uh, that's my number four. Yeah, I don't think I would have put it quite that early either. Either if I had had to guess. Yeah, me too. It's a little timeless, shockingly. And I know no other songs from Free. None. Yeah, that's a song to me that like goes on a lot of soundtracks to movies in the 90s that were set in the 70s. Like That's how I think of it. Yes. It might even be on the Forrest Gump soundtrack, but I'm not sure. Oh, I mean, you say it and I'm not sure, but it sounds like it would be. Yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. Because it just it's yeah. it's seventies rock. It's just like, yeah, hey, this is how we're gonna let the audience know the time and place. Yes. We are in the seventies yeah, now. Right, yes. It's very that. Let's play some free. Very that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, my number four is uh from a legendary pop punk band called the DBs, and it's Amplifier. Do you know the DBs? I know the name, the DBs, and I'm thinking now it's because you've mentioned that. I may have mentioned that. I don't know what we would have talked about in a previous episode. But maybe Amplifier, in passing? It may be in passing, yeah. Uh, mm. Amplifier is a very bouncy, 
catchy song about a suicide. <laughs> of course. The, the, the hook of it is Danny went home and killed himself that night. She'd taken everything. She'd taken everything. And then the rest of the lyrics are just like a list of all his stuff that she took. And then oh. she left his amplifier. <laughs> and that's why it's called Amplifier. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's a great way to end it. Yeah. That's great. So, yeah. Um, and at one point, they make it clear that he took an overdose and killed himself because he got home <laughs> and she'd taken everything. And it's, it's just shock. catchy as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Big shock. Uh, this was not how I lived in 1982. <laughs> you weren't listening to the DVs? <laughs> These these were not my songs so far in 1982. It's I mean lyrically it's a very dark song, but sonically it's very upbeat. And I always like a song that has that sort of contrast, where you know you're bopping along to it and then you're singing yeah. along to it and you're going, wait a minute, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm gonna need to listen to it because you're saying it's bouncy and poppy, and I'm like, is it? Yes. Or is that yes, it is. Paul? It is. Okay. It's not just like it's a catchy punk song. Like it's, it's got a very like bouncy bass line to it. It's almost oh, sing songy, okay. but it doesn't. It doesn't even sneak up on you. Danny went home and killed himself last night. Is literally the first line of the song. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's the first. That's yeah. the first lyric. That's how it starts. Oh my god! Danny went home that's and killed great. himself last night. That might be the one I actually check out, yeah. just based on you saying it's bouncing. Right. So, yeah. She took his car. She took his blood. She took his. It's, it's, it's very silly. It's a very silly song That's... about a guy whose girlfriend leaves him, so he kills himself. <laughs> and leaves an amplifier. And leave, but she left his amplifier. Yes. Oh my god! Yes. Unbelievable. It, well, they, uh, it's clear in the lyrics that he takes because uh, oh, one of the lyrics is. He took his drugs. They took his life. <laughs> That's the end of like the second verse. But I think in the video, if I remember right, they depict a, a someone hanging himself. So it's confusing. So oh, okay. interpretation. It's texture. Right. There is a music video. So you can find that. I'm going to have to check that out. I definitely have to check that out. Yeah. You might like My, the song. I don't know if it's, it's almost like NRB. I'm, I'm going to check it out. I mean, I, I'm interested in it because, uh, just again, because of the bounciness. So if you say it's bouncy, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Definitely. It's your number three. My, my number three, I'm literally switching with my number two right now <laughs> as I keep looking at it. You can't do that. <laughs> that calls into question right. the integrity of your entire list. <laughs> I'm a fraud. <laughs> Written in one, once, once you, once I switch it and I later give you my number two, you'll you'll get it. Yeah. My number three is another one that I didn't know was from 1970. I knew it was in the 70s. I didn't hear it till probably like 1990, yeah, that's and okay. immediately fell in love with it. And it's uh, "Ooh Child" by the Five Stair Steps. Oh sure, yeah. I mean, great song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How come you didn't great, hear great it song. until 1990? Because I don't think I really heard it till Boys in the Hood. Oh, is the okay? Because it's in Boys to the Hood. That's what I was getting it's, at. It's like, a, was it in a yeah. movie or like yeah. what was the reason why you were introduced to it? It, it was, was Boys in the Hood, definitely in the beginning of Boys in the Hood, when the young Ice Cube's taken off to jail, and yeah. I remember just going, "Wow, that song's awesome!" What I had no idea what that song was, and 
you couldn't really look it up. And I finally figured out it was this group called the Five Stair Steps. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't believe I've never heard this song before. And it's been around for 20 years. Yeah, um, that's... Because it's a classic. I, you know, having been a kid in the 90s, encountered it through Tupac first. You know, cause oh, okay. Because he, he sampled that song on, didn't yes. he? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it was Tupac, right? Yeah. And so, like, a lot of samples that were used in, in 90s hits, like, I heard the sample first and then discovered the original later. So I wonder if, yeah. like, was it not that big a hit in the first place and then became popular through Boys in the Hood and Tupac in the 90s? Or was it, like, a charting top 10 hit? That Yeah, I don't know. That is a really good question. And I think... Because I also I don't remember hearing it on like oldies radio or anything growing up. No, no, yeah. me either. And I I think it kind of got uh, reborn in the nineties yeah. with with Tupac and with with uh, Boys in the Hood. Maybe it was one of Apparently, those like an R and B hit that never crossed over to white yeah. audiences. So me growing up in Rhode Island and you growing up in Cleveland encountered <laughs> it in our lives. Our little white lives. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. It's from Tupac. Tupac did it with uh, "Keep Your Head Up." Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. That that so that makes sense. Yeah, so that was a lie. But uh, yeah, nineteen seventy, uh, the five stair steps. Love that song. It is good. It is good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my number three. This was definitely by an artist you know, but I think you, <laughs> I think you hate this artist though. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. But a legend, and this is my favorite song. By this artist. It's the lead-off track on the album Imperial Bedroom. It's Beyond Belief by Elvis Costello. Oh, I like Elvis Costello. Oh, I thought you didn't like Elvis Costello. No, I like Elvis Costello. Okay. Do you, do yeah. you, do you remember yeah. Beyond Belief? No. What, what were the hits off that? No, Beyond Belief is the song. No, I don't know the song. Okay, maybe if you heard it, I don't know. It's uh, I'm, I might I might be the thing where I know it. I just don't know the name of it's it. It's on most of his compilations. I first got into Elvis Costello in around 1998 or 1999 because my mm-hmm. father had a like Elvis Costello in the attractions best of that I swiped because mm-hmm. that's what I used to do is I would swipe my old man's records and listen to them. Yeah, and I and I got curious about Elvis Costello because every day I write the book is on the Wedding Singer soundtrack, which I listen. Oh to yeah, and I was like, oh, I like this song. And then when I saw that my father had a Greatest Hits, I swiped it and listened to that a lot. And uh, Beyond Belief became my favorite Elvis Costello song. It remains my favorite Elvis Costello song, and it is on his 1982 album, so it counts. It's my number three. It does count. Favorite song from 1982. I'm just looking at the track listing, and I don't know any of these songs from him, from this album. No, I think Man Out of Time is on that album. You don't know that Okay, song? Man Out of Time. Yep, yep. Yeah. All right, maybe I know that. I need to get... You know, Anne's it's one of, really it's one of those albums where it like, doesn't have any huge radio hits, but a mm-hmm. lot of fans would name it as their favorite Elvis Costello album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me... You, it's a fan you threw favorite. this out, and yeah. So I want to bring it up. Um, Every day I write the book. Mm-hmm. You're a fan of that song. Yes, I still like that song. I love that song. Love it. <laughs> and and yeah. I was, I was years ago. I was doing theater, 
in L.A. And I was talking to a dude who was a gigantic Elvis Costello fan. But he hates that song. And I hates it. And yeah. I, I brought it up. I was like, I love that song. He's like, no, it's just pop stuff. I don't like that. I was yeah. like, oh, fuck off. I, it's like, it's, it's, it was like a weird crossover hit. And it's the song that Elvis Costello fans don't like because not, it's the song that non Elvis Costello fans do like. It's the suburban oh. home of the Elvis Costello Eve, <laughs> if you will, per se. Yes. Good comparison. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm like, oh, fuck off. He, it's a good song. No, I Shut agree up, with people. you. It is a good yeah. song. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. I love that song. But no, I do Cause, like cause him. Because I bet your friend is who, like, his favorite is Man Out of Time or like. <laughs> yeah, or some Tokyo real Storm shit. Warning. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is, but that's a good poll. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, that was uh, my number was your three. Th- What's your number three. two? My number two, which I switched from number three. Uh, at the last minute, which I think you'll understand why, uh-huh. is uh, a song that's been around forever. It's uh, an oldie but a goodie. Didn't know it was 1970. Yep. It's Super Bad by James Brown. Oh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I was just looking at it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's got to be. That's <laughs> probably one of my top Definitely top five, if not top three, James Brown songs. Yeah, it's, it's tough because – James Brown, like pick any of them, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's he's exactly. one of those artists like the Ramones, where it's like I'm gonna it's everything's it's gonna be the same record for yep. fifty years. I'm just gonna keep making the same thing, and it's gonna be amazing yeah. every time. There's variations. Yep. you're gonna on a theme. You're gonna love it. Yeah, yep, mm-hmm. exactly. Variations on a theme. Yeah. You're gonna love it. You know what you're gonna get. Yeah. You're still gonna love it. I do, and uh, I yeah. love it even more because it was. One of the best moments from one of my favorite movies, White Man Can't Jump, uses Superbad in a basketball uh, scene. And it's killer. Uh, it's fucking killer. So much of your favorite songs from 1970 come from your favorite movies of the early 90s. Yes. Right now, uh, yeah, those two. Superbad and New Child. Yeah. And just yeah. – uh, I knew of Superbad uh, sure. before, before – but then like, you know, 1992 – that movie comes out and it's solidified. I was like, oh, this Superman's amazing. I mean, that's right in the pocket of, of like James Brown at his best when he got like real yeah. funky in the late 60s, yes. early 70s, like super bad and the payback. And yep. Yeah. 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 So he got real. That's real like the funky. real. Yes. Like the like the stinky funky. Ah, I was just about to say yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the good stuff. That's a good. Yeah. One. Yeah. So I, I yeah. Mean, if that's not number one, I'm real curious to see what your number one is. Oh, you're gonna love my number one. Yeah. But first, let me do my number two, a song that we've talked mm-hmm. about on the show before. I think in a Halloween episode, probably. Can't remember oh, for no. sure, but I think it was a Halloween episode. Do you remember uh, a video I showed you where someone took footage? From the silent movie Metropolis and cut it and set it to The Body Electric by Sisters of Mercy. Yes. Yes, that's my number two song. Oh, the greatest goth rock record ever made. It's a non album single, very early in their career, Body Electric by Sisters of Mercy. They re recorded it for an EP a couple years later, but I'm talking about the single version is the better yeah. version. I 100% remember that. And now I can only associate that song with that video because it matched perfectly. 
it's great. I think it's it's not even an official music video, but it's one of the best music videos I've ever seen. It's one of my favorite clips we've ever watched on our podcast. And uh, oh. I also kind of can't hear that song anymore without thinking of scenes from Metropolis, but I, I don't mind because it's cool. No, it, it works so well that you can't get yeah. mad at it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, God, that seems so long ago. But I'm like, oh, yeah, that was great. I also found, which I'd never seen before while I was doing research for this episode, a, a YouTube video of Sisters of Mercy playing the song live in 1982 in what looks like, you know, one of these shows that looks like it's in a church basement. Playing to oh, like, yeah. playing to like maybe 30 people. You know what I mean? At yeah. like an early in their career, an early show to a small UK crowd in like a tiny room. And they're still selling the shit out of this song. Like they don't have any of the oh. stage craft of being this like spooky goth rock band, but that bass mm-hmm. is just going. And it's, it's even that, even under those conditions, it fucking ruled. Yeah, oh, that's so funny. That's a good pick. They were a good band. Just all I can think of is that video now. That was great. That was such. I mean, it's such a great song, and I can. I've never danced to it because I've never danced, but I can. <laughs> I, even like as gothy as it is, it's super danceable. And when oh, I was hundred yeah, percent when I was in high school, man, I never went. There was this club called Club Hell. I don't think it was a goth club. I think they only just had a goth night, but it was called Club Hell okay. all the time. And they had like a goth night. And I always wanted to go, but I never had the stones because I was too dorky. But I wanted a goth girlfriend so bad. I wanted a goth girlfriend with a Chelsea haircut and black lipstick and Doc Martens who hated me. And and I wanted to barely tolerated you. Goth night dancing to Body Electric by the Sisters (laughs) at Club Hell. And I would have said, Do you want to dance with me? And she would have said, No, (laughs) you worm. (laughs) <laughs> and you're like, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I still want a goth girlfriend. I'm 37. I still want a goth girlfriend. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> That's still the I dream. I have a goth wife. Still the dream. <laughs> still have it. Uh, That's great. All right. Number my one song number one is uh, the reason why, again, the reason why I uh, pitched this idea. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, the number one song on the day I was born. Oh. So I was born April 28th, 1970, and I Googled it. And the number one song at that time is this song. And once you hear it, you go, oh, that totally makes sense why Kirk is Kirk. It was <laughs> meant to be. Yeah. And it's uh, ABC by the Jackson 5. Oh, that is yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was the I'm number like, one song when you were born. What a yeah, that was you the were born under song. A perfect sign. Yeah, it totally yeah, matches. It totally fits, and yeah. I had nothing to do with it. Yet I'm really proud of that fact. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's I didn't do anything. Pop, it's the greatest pop record ever made. It's a perfect song. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. And they had a bunch of hits in the 19, in 1970, right? Because that's like. Mm-hmm. I Want You Back was right around that time and uh, uh, yep. Stop the Love You Save and all that. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad of all of them it was ABC because that's my favorite Jackson 5 song. I, I, mine Not as Jack- well, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's a great song. You Never cannot get deny tired of it. ABC by the Jackson 5. Undeniable. No, everyone loves it. Yeah. Everyone loves it. I know And uh, I know the number one okay. song. Oh, I'll say. What, and what? No, go ahead. 
I was just no, going to say, I, was I just like everyone. One... Sorry, we're on a lag again. <laughs> we're on a lag again. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Uh, I know the number one song on the day I was born, which isn't an embarrassing song, but it's not as as good as yours, and it's not on Ooh, my list. What is it? But I'll tell you, of course not. It was. It's a it's a good song. It's an okay song. It's not even my favorite song by this band. It's "Who Can It Be Now" by by Men at Work. I kind of thought it might be that because just 1982, that was their yeah. year. That that's respectable, yeah. but it doesn't necessarily fit who you are. No, and Men at Work have better songs. I even like Down Under better than that song. Ooh, that's a hot take. Really? Yeah, I, I love mean, Down I Under. So. Do people not like Down Under? No, they do, but to me, I feel it's just kind of like it's almost like a novelty song. Yeah, Colin is great. I take Colin is great. great. Yeah, yeah, I love it. But yeah, that's my number one: ABC, Jackson Five, year, yeah. year and day. I was born. You know, it's funny. I said when when uh, Super Bad was your number two, like, wow, what could possibly be number one? And no, you mm-hmm. you got it right. Yeah, ah, uh, yeah, ABC. Yeah, very happy ABC. about that. Uh, yeah, that's that's I can't I can't imagine there being a better song than that in that year because there are hardly any better songs in history. Yeah, yeah. just it just everything fits, yeah. everything aligned. Uh, okay, uh, my number one song, like I said, I had so many that I tried to choose from, and it was so hard to pick the five. It was so hard to put them in order. Except my number one was always going to be a song from this album by this band. Oh. Although in a similar way, I couldn't... It was hard to decide which of the five songs on this EP was going to be my... Like, my top five could have just been the five songs on this EP, which I've talked about before. Oh, that's fine. Um, But I went with the lead-off track, one of the first singles by this band, Wolves Lower by R.E.M., from their Chronic Town EP. Okay, I know Chronic Town. Yeah. I don't know that song. Was there any other song that broke from that, or not? Because it was an EP. Maybe Gardening at Night. Do you know that song? That sounds very familiar. Yeah. Very familiar. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've I've mentioned this before on the podcast. I've been using Spotify since it was first available in mid twenty eleven. And at the end mm-hmm. of 2019, the the app made a playlist for you of your most listened to like songs and artists of the decade. And I'd mm-hmm. been using the service for the entire decade. And my number one most listened to band was R.E.M. And I would bet you that, the, that Chronic Town was my most listened to R.E.M. album. Like I listened to it a lot. And so it was going to be number one on my songs yeah. of 1982. I'm saying Wolves Lower because that's the quote unquote like hit off of Chronic Town. Okay. But over the years, like every every one of those five songs has been my favorite song on that EP. It, it changes, you know. Do you – when was the last time you think you heard that song and or that EP? Well, I mean I was listening to – I was listening to it this week because I was putting this episode together. Yeah, not but, counting that. But before that, not more than a couple of months. 
Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. Like Chronic Town is the thing where when I want to listen to music but I don't know what else to put on and I'm sick of all my playlists, I'm like, I'll just listen to Chronic yeah. Town on a loop all day today. Like that's Oh my yeah. god. I think I that's also said as, as in Don't At Me once, one of my Don't At Me takes was Chronic Town is the best uh REM release and every release after it is progressively worse than the one before it. I think you did. Which I'm a huge REM fan, but I do believe that. Like, this EP is the after... Well, their first release is the single Radio Free Europe. Yeah. And then Chronic Town, and then Murmur, their LP, came after that. Oh, Radio Free Europe was just a single f- that first came well, out? Well, their first... It, yes. And then they re-recorded it for Murmur. So the okay, version that's why, you know that's is, The version you know is probably the Murmur version. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But that they, makes sense. A different version was was uh, the, as a single was their first release, and then and then Crown. Okay. And then Crown. Not to get oh, off a two part attention, but no, no, no. But yeah. I, I, it's good to know because, like I said, uh, I grew up hating REM, but <laughs> over the years I have found myself softening. Yeah. Towards them and going, oh, actually, I'm wrong. They're actually pretty good, and you know, I will listen to their hits. And I'm like, oh no, their hits are good. I was, I was being a dumb asshole kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's yeah. so many different REMs, though. You know what I mean? Like, true, they were around Very for so true. long, and they had so many different periods. Yeah. Um, me being a music snob, I like the early stuff. <laughs> the early stuff's the better. It's literally, <laughs> gets slightly worse with every release. Never bad. Yeah, there's not an REM release that I'm like, no, nothing redeemable about that. Everything they put out was good, but it, everything they put out was slightly, slightly worse than the previous. <laughs> yeah, thing but still enjoyable out. for yeah, you. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. fair. But wolves lower, wolves lower, wolves comma lower. Very pretentious. Sometimes. Oh, that is super pretentious. Well, well, because Michael Stipe, this is early on when the lyrics to the songs, not only being difficult to, like, unintelligible because he was such a mumbly singer, mm-hmm. but he literally, what did they what, what did they call that technique when you would, like, cut out words from books and magazines and just, like, reassemble them? Magnetic poetry oh. style to make poems. <clears throat> yes. That's how he wrote yes. the lyrics. So the lyrics to early REM songs are literally nonsense because they're just mm-hmm. like random like assortments of words that sound lyrical, but they have no meaning. As a uh, grammar guy yeah. like myself, mm-hmm. do you think fan theory, wolves comma lower, is a command? Two wolves, two lower. <laughs> Would that make sense? Or or, or is it uh, like a clarification? Oh, I like that. Even <laughs> like better. there are two sets of wolves. Well, which wolves? Yeah. The, the lower. Which wolves are you talking about? Wolves <laughs> like lower. Oh, Pliny, okay. Pliny <laughs> the younger and Pliny the elder. <laughs> no, it's like wolves, the, you know. Well, but maybe that would be like uh, uh, parentheses then. Wolves. Oh, wait, that would be parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> We've just devolved into grammar nerds. <laughs> I don't know why there's a comma. I, I, I think like yeah. the, the lyrics to the song has no meaning. It's just there. 
because it's artistic, <clears throat> which I both love and hate because it's it's pretentious. But I appreciate the fact that Mike Michael Stipe did that. I don't think he did it out of artistic pretension. I think he did it out of shyness and like a lack of confidence in songwriting ability. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just he's just like, well, I'm just I have to come up with something to sing, and I'm not comfortable enough writing lyrics, you know, from the heart or writing anything that means anything to me. So I'll just write this sort of, you know, this kind of poetry. Yeah. Or maybe it was something he was genuinely into. I'm not really sure. Yeah. But uh, it's funny. That's what I'm talking about. Stuff like that. When I was a teenager, I would have been like, oh, fuck off. But now as an adult, I go, no, that's fine. That Stuff works. like that. When no I was a teenager, I would have been like, cool. <laughs> Oh, rad. That's so rad. And now I'm like, eh, kind of fuck off. But I love I love R.E.M. too much to yeah. oh, tell funny. Michael Stipe to fuck off. Yeah. That's very, very funny. But that's my number one. Okay. That was All very right. fun. Yeah. Uh, so let's do it again next time. <laughs> yeah. By which I mean we have already decided that the, the-, the topic for our next top five is going to be Top five songs from each other's birth years. Yes. Yes. So I'm going to do 1982, which is going to be really difficult and way different. (laughs) That's right. And I'm going to do 1970, which I... That's going to be way interesting. I mean, you already grabbed Superbad by James Brown and ABC by the Jackson 5. Yeah. Which might have been on mine, to be honest with you. I think my, my 1970 list is going to skew a little closer to yours than your yeah. 1982 list is going to to mine but uh, that's very true but i already know some 1970 records that are going to be on my list that never would have come close to touching yours so, <laughs> so, oh, this uh, is going to be so great be i cannot wait yet. for next week yeah yeah, yeah. it's going to be great <laughs> uh but that's it for this pandemisode bye bye